I'm Paul Wigraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me today is Akima A. Brown, an artist, filmmaker, and founder of Real Families for Change. Welcome, Akima. Thank you, Paul. So glad to have you joining me today. Uh, we've, we've had a number of conversations prior to uh, today's interview uh, with some really exciting plans that you have for film here in Delaware. Let's go back first, though, to your background as an artist and a filmmaker. How'd you get started in film? So I actually have always been in film. Um, I come from a family of artists who kind of did art on the side. Uh, so they had their nine to fives, but they were also very involved in the arts with respect to dance and theater. And so that kind of segued itself into film. So I was always around the film industry and I've always been a writer. And that's pretty much how I how I got my entry. I started as a story analyst. Uh, family would bring home, you know, scripts and I'd, I'd be reading them and giving notes. And one day I was lucky enough to get paid for that. <laughs> so I actually... Um, kind of built my my network from that and uh, went to film school in 2013, where I finally got my first network and studio gigs and been going ever since. So where did you go to school? Where did you do your study? I actually went to Regent University in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. And uh, where, where were your early jobs? I got to work with um, New Dominion Pictures in Virginia, which they had a contract with Discovery Network. I got mm -hmm. to work with Home Theater Films, which is um, only because I want to say his name right now. Am I forgetting it? I say it every day. This is absolutely embarrassing. Uh, but Law and Order, help me out. One of the original Law and Order stars. Oh, oh, uh, oh gosh. I, I should know. Um, uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Only yeah. because I want to say his name. It's because we want to say it. It's going to come to he, me randomly. Was it was it the actor who was in uh, The Fantastics? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Why is this? Why, God, I'm why? drawing a blank on his name, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it'll, better it'll because it's not it'll, just me. It'll, it'll not, come to uh, Corbin Burnson. Thank you. Okay. okay it came to okay. me because I, I was like, my brain is going to catch up with this. <clears throat> it is. I promise. Right. So Corbin Burnson actually has a production company, and he created a uh he, he basically produced a, a film a feature film and I was able to work on that before I graduated which gave me professional credits and my you know my first real IMDB and that just opened up the door to everything else and that's how uh you know several of my my next few gigs came about which were on with Discovery Network through New Dominion and um, another project on Netflix. Um, I got to work with several people on some indie films and, and help to produce and fundraise around those. So it's, it's just been a phenomenal experience. But yeah, I would definitely say that it's something I've always wanted to do. It's something I've always been interested in. And I didn't want to go the nine to five slash artist route. So I said, okay, so how, how can I make a living at this? How does that work? And film school really gave me some, some clear guidance on that part. So. Okay. Is there a particular type of film genre that you like to work in more? I have not gotten to really work in this space yet, not animation, believe it or not. I would love to be able to really work in the animation space. I think that there's so much that you can do in terms of creativity. 
Um, I predominantly work, ironically, in drama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) that's usually where I find myself. Uh, But I would love to work on on some uh, family-friendly animated projects. That's really where my heart is. That sounds that sounds like fun. So tell me, what brought you to Delaware? Family. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, family is probably, as you'll hear throughout, you know, it's just really the cornerstone of a lot of my life. Uh, my family is really tight knit, and uh, we we kind of, even though we spread out and we're all over the place, there's a point where we all kind of cluster back together. So we had. Um, some family that moved down here and then slowly but surely everyone else kind of started to migrate in this same direction. And so I have been here now for almost two years. I've been helping my mom. I'm her caregiver. And then I also have my son. So it's been so you're, you're not from Delaware originally. I am not originally from Delaware, originally okay. from New York City, but I'm a bit of a nomad. So I've been everywhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, I have definitely, after these last couple of years, I'm like, I can see Delaware being home. I can mm-hmm. actually see Delaware being like, oh, I'm from Delaware. So that, which I never thought I would say about any place ever because <laughs> I'm so much of a nomad. So that's really saying something. And once you came to Delaware, you founded Real Families for Change, real spelt as in the film real. And yes. I understand you have a website, realfamilies.org. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, So yes, Real Families for Change is actually an organization dedicated to parents and caregivers who are working in the film industry. We actually have a national survey coming out in the next few weeks that's going to look at quantifying the numbers of parents and caregivers who are working in the industry. Uh, We don't have that here stateside in the U.S. A lot of other places are working to really build out the accommodations for parents and caregivers with more flexible hours, job sharing, um, standard work days, remote work, things like that, on-site childcare. And we don't have anything like that here in the state. So Real Families for Change is really dedicated to figuring out what could that look like and how can we get that done? Now, I, I'm curious, in, the, in your early career, what have you found to be uh, some of the the highlights some some of the rewards and what are some of the challenges that you've faced in your rising career oh wow so highlights definitely the people uh the just some of the people i've gotten to work with some of the projects i've gotten to work on the, the stories i've gotten to tell um that it, that's that has definitely been a highlight and a joy um, the networks I've been able to build, the places I've been able to go and visit and see, those are the kinds of like, there's this really beautiful waterfall um, in Virginia that's like tucked away. And we did a we did a scene there one day and I went, I would never have known this existed. <laughs> like, what is, what is that? So it's just things like that, um, I think have been phenomenal and, and they've really been the highlight. Um, some of the challenges exactly some of the things that I think my nonprofit is is looking to address. I am often taken away from home um, Mm -hmm. in order to work. I I traveled a lot for a while. I definitely think long hours, um, you know, and the time that that can, the toll that that can take on you over time. Um, Yeah. And, and sometimes people's, uh, 
perspectives on what it means to be a parent or a caregiver working in the industry. There's, a, there's oftentimes an either or sort of mentality about it. Either mm-hmm. you're a filmmaker or <laughs> you have a family. Um, I want to do both. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who says, if there's not a solution, let's go ahead and create one. So that's, that's, what, I've, that's what I've kind of dedicated myself to is looking at those challenges and figuring out how can we maybe make some changes here and, and make it better? The challenge of balancing work and life. Oh, that's everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's everyone. That's everyone everywhere ever. Yes. So, so tell me, in, in an ideal world, what does the environment look like that is conducive to a robust film industry? Oh, I like that question. What does the environment look like? Um, well, I think that there definitely has to be some synergy between the film community and, you know, its its surrounding ecosphere. I think there really has to be an understanding of what film is, what filmmaking is, um, who filmmakers are, and what they need. And I think that if you if you have the necessary supports, whether it come, you know, from the local businesses or legislation or, you know, um, even general community members who, who understand and support what that is and, and what filmmaking can bring to their respective area, I think you really can have a very robust film industry. And I think that it, it you know, it's unquantifiable in terms of what you might actually be able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to pursue this more, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest joining us today is Akima A. Brown, an artist, filmmaker, and founder of Real Families for Change. Akima, uh, in the film industry, what are some of the businesses that... uh, contribute to uh, filmmaking and who are some of the businesses that benefit from? Because I know you and I have had conversations about how the film industry impacts local economies. Yes. So definitely who contributes to? Um, We are talking about, you know, if you have any form of media equipment shop, um, there's the potential to create a gear house, so to speak. So you're talking about the, the necessary uh, technical materials and, and equipment that would be needed for film. That would definitely be a, a contribution to hospitality, restaurants, hotels, definitely contribute to uh, rental car agencies, definitely because any sort of rental agency, truthfully, because even when you talk about the need for building out your sets and, and props and getting certain furniture or creating a scene that looks like a, you know, a house or staging the house, I mean, your, your local rental centers are definitely supportive in that. Those that benefit from um, the same ones that contribute to truthfully. And then you're also talking about, depending on the, the nature of the, the structure for your, um, your industry and, and how it's put together at the state level, you can look at the economic impact, the money from that economic impact and the, the dollars circulating within your community 
actually having benefit for education, training, uh, certification, pipeline programming to build up, you know, the next wave of potential filmmakers. You can see um, development in terms of infrastructure and rebuilding around communities and redevelopment um, construction of particular facilities to be able to house a filmmaking space. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it, can, it can go on and on, it's pretty fast, but I definitely think that just, you know, even if you're talking small, more independent style films, definitely your rental centers are going to benefit, are going to contribute to and benefit from, as well as, you know, your education spaces. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know you have um, lofty aspirations for the film industry here in Delaware. <laughs> I love lofty aspirations. Yes, I, I, I would say maybe not so lofty. It depends, but yeah. So, so talk about what, um, what you see here in Delaware as, as assets that can build a, a film industry? Absolutely. So the number one asset is definitely the professional community here. There are a number of professional filmmakers who are currently traveling outside of Delaware to be able to work. And I think that being able to um, bring them together around a more centralized community and work together to, to build out some projects here. I definitely think that's a, that's a huge asset. That's probably number one. Number two, the locations throughout Delaware. Delaware has some phenomenal locations. Um, there aren't too many things I can think of someone might need in terms of, of location that are not available here. And so I think those two things, especially. Um, and then there's a there is a thriving arts and culture community, and we do have you know we have our arts and culture caucus now in the general assembly. Like there are all of these things that exist that kind of they're working right now in isolation. And so I would just love to see them work in tandem because I think that's really the biggest asset. All of them coming together under one central umbrella to to move that forward. I think that right there would make the Delaware film industry just boom. Now, uh, I'm curious, you talk about pulling the, the forces together. Uh, filmmaking is, uh, it really is a collaborative industry, uh, part of the creative sector. And I think we often don't think about all of the th- different creative types that are involved in uh, the film industry. I know we, you know, we, we tend to leave the movie theater during the rolling credits at the end. But, you know, if you looked at the list of what's involved in the making of any film, talk about that a little bit. Sort of the range of expertise you you really need to draw on. Um, well, wow. And because it is a, it is really a range. Um, you know, you have the traditional roles that people think about, which are your production teams. You know, you have mm-hmm. your producer, director, your actors and such. Uh, but then you also have your grips, your gaffers, you know, you, you have um, your drivers, you have your content experts. So anytime that you're telling a story, you do want to make sure that you are gleaning from the expertise of certain individuals. You need content experts for that. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking about location scouts and you're talking about people who can actually find those locations and who know the lay of the land well enough to be able to tap into 
where you need to be to get your film made the way that you want to. Um, you know, there's also the administrative side of it, which is referring to your permits or, you know, um, your, your processing and making sure like in terms of the, the budget and the payouts and different things. So production accounting, um, line producing, who's going to handle the internal money for your film. Like there's just such a gamut. <laughs> there's a, there's mm-hmm. this huge spectrum of jobs. Um, and now in the, in the age of COVID, we do have COVID compliance officers. We have individuals who are expressly responsible for preventing COVID spread on set. So you're talking about, you know, overseeing the testing and, and, and the, the surveys that go in before anyone can come on set. You're talking about zoning now. And so every set has to have certain zones so that people are safely distancing, but still working together, um, you have people now who have to help to set up with remote operation because everyone is not permitted on set. So you have a closed set of a certain amount. Well, someone still has to be looking over the film and checking for continuity and doing Mm -hmm. different things. How do we do that when I'm not on set? Well, I have to, you know, get you into a VPN. Like there's all this stuff now that goes into it. Um, And for some, it's, it's been going on for a while, but now it's really starting to take hold. And you have to have people who really know what they're doing. And it's, it's vast, it's truly vast. And so um, I laugh because I know a number of people who are in Delaware already kind of doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's just a matter of, hey, how do we now work to get them working in Delaware? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's quite vast. And it's, it's so wonderful because there's a great opportunity, in my opinion, especially here with healthcare being such a major part of Delaware's economy to train individuals, especially Mm -hmm. in the COVID compliance. There's a great opportunity there to to kind of, you know, have a niche in Delaware Mm -hmm. for COVID compliance training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure we get to our last topic for today. And that is an upcoming focus group that you're going to be facilitating. And we've the Division of the Arts has been helping uh, you to reach out to those interested in the film industry here in Delaware. Talk about uh, the focus group coming up on June 8th at 6 p.m., how people who are interested can join in the focus group, and what are your hopes uh, for this focus group? Absolutely. So this focus group is going to essentially be a coming together of those friends of Delaware film, people who are either currently self-identified as filmmakers or interested in seeing potentially a film industry in Delaware. And the goal is really to bring everyone together under a centralized umbrella. Um, In the two years that I've been here, one of the things that I've seen, everyone is so busy making the art that we don't get to really focus on (laughs) creating a space so the art can be made. And Mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it, I was like, well, I'm not there yet in the sense that I have not yet worked in and around Delaware to the degree that they have that I'm, you know, so immersed. So I get a little, you know, I've, I've got a bit of um, the luxury <laughs> of talking to folks and saying, how can we create that? And the one thing I noticed was we just need to talk to each other and that would be great. So mm-hmm. we are working on um, having this focus group, bringing everyone together really asking what do people want and need? What would they like to see? Uh, so we can start to really determine next steps, but also to publicize a listserv that we're putting together so that we can have that central space 
to talk mm-hmm. to one another and be mm-hmm. able to to sort of lean on one another and, and move forward and creating a robust Delaware film industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so pretty lofty goal, but, uh, you know, as you said, but definitely think that this is the first step, getting mm-hmm. everyone talking around the same table. And I know you've created a, uh, a URL link for people to register to participate in the focus group. Yes. So it will be on Zoom. The focus group will take place on Zoom. And if anyone's interested in registering, they can go to tiny, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com. And it's backslash D-E, as in Delaware, film night. So tinyurl.com backslash D-E film night. And that will take them to the division's uh, registration page for the, the focus group. Now, as, as we've been talking, I'm reminded that I've been known to say more than once that uh, putting on a show and running a theater are not the same thing. No. Uh, what I'm hearing you say is that making a film and building a film industry are not the same thing. That's very true. So you're, you're, you're hoping this focus group is to pr- bring together people, not only those that are behind the camera, but others who would be involved in various aspects of yes. filmmaking, whether it be the production side, the sound side, the lighting side, the, as you said, the, uh, the scoping out venues, that sort of thing, finding the talent that, that is needed, uh, as well as the financial backers. And you mentioned earlier, issues of legislation that can be, you know, tax incentives and so on. Yes. Uh, so we've got about a half minute less, uh, left. Any closing words that came up? I just want to say thank you again for having me on. I look forward to seeing everyone there at the focus group and to working together to build a wonderful Delaware film industry. And that's tinyurl.com backslash DE film night. Correct. Okay. Akima A. Brown, thanks so much for joining us today. Look forward to participating in the focus group on June 8th at 6 p.m. Thank you, Paul.